again, we're giving them a completely incorrect perception of God mm -hmm. if they think they have to get themselves all in order to right. bring themselves to him to have right. those conversations. Yeah. Go to your Psalms. Go to your all of these different things. Yep. It's about God, we go to him and we wrestle yes. and we bring those those thoughts and he is there to mm. to hear us and to give us truth and give us wisdom. Yeah. And we as parents are the representatives of that to our yes. children in his crucial yes. role in their perception of how God views them. Yes. I'm Courtney. And I'm John. And this is On the Door Frames. So today, why don't we talk about how kids communicate mm. and how it's usually feels like an interruption right. when it's your moment yes. as a parent. Yeah, totally. it's, it's crazy because you see all these things, kind of back to the whole checklist concept with parenting. Mm. We're, we're not big fans of checklist overall. Right. I mean, it's a good thing on the one hand, but life doesn't tend to work that way. Mm. It tends to be these moments of people needing to connect and it doesn't right. really happen on a timetable. And so kids, you can schedule all you want to. It's like, this is our time to be together. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. That's great because that, that creates availability and all of that. But if that's the only time you're connecting, it's difficult because kids tend to, like all of us, have needs that occur right. at very inconvenient <laughs> times. Yes, and it always seems to hit at the most inconvenient time. When you're exhausted. When you're the most tired, yes. When you had a plan of something yes. else you were going to right, do. Right. I was and, almost there. I was yes. about to do the thing. And very yeah. often, it's at night. Yes. When you're home stretch, you can see yourself like Which, getting... Yeah, it makes sense, right? It because does. we get tired, we, we start to get introspective and yes. thoughtful thinking about the day. And everybody knows you put your kids to bed and then suddenly they want to know who is God? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. how was I made? Totally. Does, you know, can Satan be killed? And it's like, all you're right. like, oh man. You're right. That would have been a great question for 7 a.m. <laughs> um, but it's, it's really yeah. true. Kids just. They show up and they rarely say, hey, dad, I yes. need to talk. Right, right. I mean, how many times yeah. has that actually yeah. happened? It is that, like, you learn to recognize the linger. Yes. Right? It's kind of like, okay, you're not rushing off to go do something else. You know, we're you're just kind of lingering around. Maybe, yes. maybe just keep the conversation going. And then, you, you know, your radar starts to go off and you're like, okay, I think there's something here. And right? for us, because of our widespread of ages, you'll definitely notice. So the younger ones get settled mm -hmm. and then you see the older ones kind of move their way back in and maybe they wait for everyone to leave or maybe they're good once there's just a couple of the older ones. Right, right. But you see them kind of waiting for that situation where they can bring mm -hmm. something up. You want to talk about something. And it is, you know. I think the other night this happened and I'm in the kitchen finishing up the things. I put the baby down, done all those things. And one of them comes in mm. and sort of starts making himself a drink and kind of sits at the counter and you just sort of see all the signs of it, but it would be so easy mm. to miss. Right. And he said nothing, right. like nothing about that he was had something to talk about, that he was struggling, that he, there was not a word uttered, yeah. just literally yeah. 
He just sits down and slows mm -hmm. down. And so I've learned over the years to start matching my actions to his or right. hers. It's a, okay, let's see what happens here. If I slow down a little bit and kind of stand in this one place and sort of start conversation, what's going to go on here? Mm -hmm. And again, it's the constant process in parenting of having to fight our own selfishness because right. you're tired right. and it can feel like an interruption, but those are the power moments yes. of connection. Same with the spouse. Right. So often it's just rare that two people are going to converge on the same moment mm -hmm. as the prime time yeah, yeah. to connect. Right. And even if you set aside scheduled time to talk, someone right. could have had a really hard day mm -hmm. and all they could want to do is just yeah. disappear right. at that scheduled time. So it doesn't matter how you do it. It's just always going to be a matter of laying down self yes. to some degree yes. and just valuing that connection mm -hmm. over my moment to do what I right. feel like doing. Right. Yeah. And those, those I think are the moments that add up over time and yes. make a massive difference because, you know, like life is not these series of big moments, right? It's small incremental things over time add up to big moments. Yes. And, and, and it's, and it's small incremental changes, right? It's not even, I guess it's a, not maybe a good way to say it where you don't arrive at a big moment. You just change in very small ways over time. Mm -hmm. And then you look back and you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm very different than I was right. because, and you can't even pinpoint it. Right. Yeah. And you just know there were these little conversation, there were these little moments and they added up to a change in who I am and my perspective. And, and a change in our relationship, mm -hmm. a right. shaping of how we interact and a building of trust. Mm -hmm. So the thing that I've noticed is consistently the same across the board is that the question that they originally asked mm -hmm. is not actually the question. Right, right. <laughs> it's the let's get started with this conversation and see how mom or dad is going to respond right. to the topic mm -hmm. a little bit. I'm going to ease into it, dip my toe in the water. And I think even more than that, it's this, they have zero idea what they actually need to ask. Yes. They, they don't, I mean, most of us don't. Yeah. We, I, yes. It's hard right. to know, it, to explain to another right. person what it is that it, we need to know. It's hard to articulate our feelings. Yes. Right. And so they'll come and they'll ask a question and I sit there and that's the first thing that I start listening for is what is the question behind this mm -hmm. question? Mm -hmm. And again, it takes back to my headspace right. because if my headspace is in interruption mode, yeah, just if my headspace is in like, let's go, let's go, right. then my answer is just simply, okay, quickest answer to that question, get him the information he needs yeah. and let's move on. Right. And, and then the actual connection doesn't mm, happen right right and the the real change doesn't mm, happen there yeah. so as i as i talked to him i started asking certain things and then gradually it's so interesting because i think there's two levels of safety for mm. kids in relationships especially with adults on the one hand, there's the safety, just I know this is a safe person and I trust them. And so obviously that's built over the course of a relationship. And so hopefully our kids all know mom or dad is a safe person, I can trust them. Right, and that's right, earned. Right. It's, it, yes. You don't get that by being a parent, you get right. that by earning it. Yes, and so there's that, but then I think also in, and I think it's this way for adults too, in every individual 
conversation. Mm -hmm. It's, is this a safe conversation? Is this a safe time to have this conversation? Across topics. Yes. I might feel safe talking about this thing, but maybe not this thing, right? And because even in a marriage, there's these moments of, is this a safe time to bring up this conversation even after years of being together? So I think it's a dual layer. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm a safe person for my child, but then they need to find out if now is a safe moment for bringing this up. Right. And, and I think they, while they're not necessarily always questioning us, they're always questioning themselves mm. and their ability to say it right. 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 And they're always so afraid that they're going to say it in a way that's going to shock us mm-hmm. or that they're going to reveal some part of them that is not okay. Yes. They're yes. so afraid that their thoughts mm-hmm. are, are wrong, right. that they're dirty, that right. they're, that they're immature, yeah. that they're, they're incorrect, that just so many different yep. things. They're wrestling through their sin nature. Yeah. They're wrestling through their immaturity. They're wrestling through their lack of experience. Right. They're wrestling through so many things. And they're coming and saying, if I reveal this part of my thoughts to you, are, are what you are you going to do? Yeah. Are you still going to love me? Are you going to think I'm this really awful person. Right. And I think that, I think that, um, you know, they're just, you know, they're, they're trying to combat or figure out this inherent, like, this is only me feeling. Yes. That's what they think is I'm broken because they look at outside you know, you don't dive into this a lot right. of other people, so they don't see it happening. You so just they think see the I, that curated. is the big lie, right? That goes on in our heads. It's like, you're broken. You're the only one yes. that thinks this way. There's something wrong with you. All of those things. hundred percent. And knowing that as a parent, we can now help respond to that in a way where it's like, and we say this so often to them as some of these subjects come up, it's like, first off, you're not broken, right? Yes. This this is a very normal thing to be thinking about. Yes. Even if it's questions, even questions about God and questions yes. about, you know, Doubt relationship and... stuff. And it's like that reassurance is so important. Yes. Instead of, oh, just put that out of your mind, right? Don't think about it because yeah. those are very real things that yes. they need to work through. And they're not experienced in working it, in working through them. Right? And again, we're giving them a completely incorrect perception of God. Mm-hmm. If they think they have to get themselves all in order to right. bring themselves to Him to have right. those conversations, yeah. go to your Psalms, go to your all of these different things. Yep. It's about God. We go to Him and we wrestle yes. and we bring those those thoughts, and He is there to mm. to hear us and to give us truth and give us wisdom. Yeah. And we as parents are the representatives of that to our yes. children and it is a crucial yes. role in their perception of how God views them. Yes, and we have the ability to create that safe space to process those things in our home. Whereas, and if we don't create that safe space, they're going to have to go figure it out in a yes. very, uh, you know, a harder space, right? Yes. A more aggressive, like less a space that's not full of grace and love. And truth. Yes. A space that maybe yes. not speaking the truth right. to them because we can, because I think we have a culture that really goes one way or the other and it's it's difficult. They're either, you're wrong and, and immediately jump your case with all of that. Here's the deal. Here's how you th- should think. All of this kind of stuff. And traditionally, I think there's been a lot of that in in church and in the Christian culture and in right. the parenting, it's like, oh my goodness, we don't talk about right. that kind right. of a thing. Let's let's go far away from that thing. Mm-hmm. 
But now we go the other way and it's this, oh, everything is okay. But then they're left with this emptiness of what do I grab onto? Right. There's nothing. Right. It's like sand slipping through my yeah. fingers. So I came to you with this and you were loving and accepting, but I have nothing more than I did when I came to you. Right. Right. We have to have actual grabbable yes. truth for yes. them to offer in that right. conversation. Right. We don't have to have it all figured out. Yes. And that's what I think. I think parents avoid these conversations mm. because they're afraid of getting it over their heads. Yes, 100%. And I would say that it is 100% okay to tell a child that you don't know the answer yeah, to a question yeah. and that you wrestle with those same things mm. and for you to go on a journey of talking yes. to wise people yes. and reading your Bible and finding books and things like that, say to your child, I don't know. Yes. I That's a and really yes. wild question. And, 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 and this is where, you know, you teach your kids by example, you lead by example. Yes. And so you show them, hey, I'm still learning too. I'm not going to pretend like I have it all figured out. And they see what that looks like. Right. And then it's like, you can invite them now to go on that journey with you and y'all discover things together. And you talk about building relationship. Yes. When you journey through something and wrestle through something together, that creates intimacy. Yes, and it's it's not this, well, in Sunday school, I learned, it's gotta be fresher than that. They've mm -hmm. gotta hear, well, I was in the word, and this it made me think about this the other day. Like, right. they need to know that you're living that in this moment, it's not some remnant of a childhood mm. belief system, right. but that you are actively in the process mm. of pursuing that. Yeah. So I think that, you know, as you go and you, and you say to them, okay, like, what is the question that they're getting to? And I, I can think of a question in the last um, year or so, a conversation that I had with a child, and it was a full two hours before he asked the actual right, question. And when right. he asked it, I understood mm -hmm. why he was having such a hard time, time getting yes, to it. It right. was a very raw yeah. and deep question. Mm -hmm. And the minute he said it, I had that moment of, that's what the last two hours was about. Right, right. And and so everything was leading up to it. And, and I find that the more that we are in tune with our kids, the more that we recognize yes. and go, there it is. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. And, and then we can proceed through that. But so a few things that I have found to be super important, and I think this is kind of some of the practical stuff mm -hmm. for applying this, right. is look for that question behind the question. But the next, never react. Right. Ever. Right. You're the adult. Mm -hmm. They're the child. Yeah. They should be able to bring anything to you. Your reaction is the ultimate shutdown yes. of having future mm -hmm. conversations. Yes. yes. There's, I mean, we've lived some life. There should be nothing they bring us that we cannot right. control our response yes. and, and give them a, okay, and maybe we take a minute and we listen, mm -hmm. ask questions. If you feel tempted to respond quickly don't ask right. another question yes because questions keep that door wide yes. open reactions slam it in their yes. face and I, I mean i remember being a kid i remember broaching those subjects and and getting a reaction to me i'm like well i guess i'm not going to talk about that anymore mm -hmm. right whether it be to a parent or someone right. a, a teacher or something like that and, and so it's understandable it is understandable They're, but man, you know fostering that relationship 
not reacting is so, so important. Right? And, and that ability to not react comes from our foundation being yes. solid. Yes. My foundation is not in having all the answers. My mm. foundation is not in this logic. All, mm. My foundation is in a relationship yeah. with God. And I know he is going to give me in that moment what I yes. need. You know, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. Mm. He gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Mm-hmm. It's that moment. I know whatever right. is happening, he will show up in that moment yeah. with me, and he will give me the words. Right. If I am looking to him to fill that moment, I have full faith in that. Yes. And so because of that, I don't have to react. Right. I can just listen. My child's doubts don't shake the foundation of my faith. I don't think they shake the foundation yes, of his. It, yes. And I think sometimes we deal with the feeling of like, oh no, I've screwed up my kid. Right. right. Or, oh no, I've done it. And it, it, we turn inward and we start evaluating ourselves. Yes. And man, that is what you cannot do, right? Yes. This is not about you. Nope. This is about them. And and knowing that like, you know, because you probably have these same questions right. or you have probably wrestled through these same questions. It's like, there's nothing broken about your kid, right? right? You have to be that safe place for them to come to you. Yes, they're and, human. And not immediately start being like, what have I done? And because yes. that is, I think, where the root of that reaction comes from is the fear. And so much of parenting turns into yes. that. It's really about us. Yes. It's not about them. And they know that. Yeah. And they sense that. And it leads to so much frustration right, right. on both sides. Mm-hmm. And so it is that just... You know, just breathe Take and a just deep listen. Breath. This, this is not, not your identity. Right. This is not your, right. what are people going to think if yeah. they find out my kid thinks <laughs> totally. this? It's like those were all the wrong thoughts yes. to be having in that and it's situation. Probably, everyone has probably thought this before. Right. right? But it's just, no, how can mm. I hear my child? Yeah. And so that just that response of love and asking more questions and being curious. Yeah. Nothing makes people feel more loved than for another person to be curious mm. and want to draw them out and want to hear yep. Yep. what's going on inside of them, the good, the bad. Mm. Um, Henry Cloud, in one of his books, uh, I love that he, where he talks about mothering, he talks mm. about one of the most important roles of a mother and as a parent is to show a child that there are mistakes and brokenness and sin and that they don't affect the love. Mm. He's like, that is a huge mm. piece of your entire role. Yeah. Just a you come and bring who you are and the love stays. Mm. And love such a that. huge part of seeing, again, yes. who God is. Yes. Right. So it's that process of finding out what the question is and not reacting. Mm. And then I think the next thing we have this tendency to do is we start making the problem smaller so mm. they'll feel better. Right. So you're like, Oh, it's it's gonna be fine. Like I'm sure she didn't downplay it. You don't really think that. I'm sure you thought that, but they probably weren't. And so, in order to make them feel better, and we, it's not just parenting. We just do this with people. We start to minimize the problem so that they feel bigger. Mm. When in truth. That minimizing of the problem minimizes their feelings. Yes, yes. But they do need to feel stronger than the problem. But you don't do that by minimizing the problem. You do that by maximizing the power behind your child. Mm, Right. By helping them to understand what they have Mm. at their fingertips. And that starts with just truth. Yes. You you keep truth in front of them at all Mm. times. Not opinion. Right, right. Truth. And if... 
if you want a child to feel strong, there will have to be absolute truth. I know that's an unpopular (laughs) opinion, but they cannot feel strong in vague ideas of something. They can understand that it's complicated. Mm -hmm. They can understand that there's not there's not black and white to yeah, a lot of yeah. things, but there have to be truths yes. that come there, from the word of God. Because if there isn't a foundational thing that's non-negotiable, that yes. doesn't change, I mean, this, this is what the scripture talks about when it talks about building on the sand or building yes. on the rock, right? You have to build on something. You have to build on truth that doesn't change yes. or you're going to get swept away every time. And I think we've seen that so much, yes. right? Is, is we're building our foundations of what our life is on sand. Feelings and Feelings and, and yeah, things that change, right? Yes. It's like the truth of who God is and who he created us to be, right? Yes. And the truth of how we are supposed to live in relationship with him, right? And all that means. And the truth that we will mess all of that up. Right. And that he still not loves be us perfect. and he still brings yes. in There's and grace. offers solutions. Yes. Um, all of that together. So I think we remind them of that truth and then we remind them that the other thing that is the power behind them are wise authorities. Yes. And we sometimes it's us, sometimes mm-hmm. we remind them of other people that yeah. are there to support them. Right. But just telling them who it is safe and wise mm-hmm. to be listening to yeah. and pointing out, hey, this is something, I mean, I even at times in conversation say, you know, your older brother does this really well. Yeah. It yeah. would be good to watch how he interacts in this way. I did that yesterday in a mm-hmm. conversation about something. I was right. like, you, you really could pay attention to how your older brother yeah. does this because it's a good thing to watch. And yeah. um, I'll do it with you. You know, your dad does this really well. Mm-hmm. I would watch him and let them know because they're surrounded by a culture that tells them who to watch. And unfortunately, it's <laughs> not who they right. want to be watching. Yes. And the fruit is not there. It's like, yes. if you look at how their lives play out, that's actually not who we want our kids listening to, but that's who is in front of them all the time. So who do you want your kids listening to? Yes. Have them know that. Have them be listening and spending time mm. with those people. Um, put the books in their hands. Yeah. Like, admire people who you they see you admiring. Right. Who are, do they see you admiring celebrities right. and sports stars and people yep. like that? They're watching. They are mimicking who, those things. Yep. Who do they see you valuing? Yep. Is it people that are just monetarily successful? Mm. Is it people, you know, what is it? They're uh, watching yes. all the time. Right. And so we give them that back backing of the truth and the wise authority. And then I think the third thing that, that makes them, gives them the power and makes them bigger than the problem are boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries are so key. And kids, man, they need verbiage. Mm. So in this one instance where I was talking to one of ours, the thing that was super helpful was I I literally said, what if the next time that happens, what if you said this Mm. and gave an actual sentence? And he was like, oh, that would actually work really well. And it's just that giving them some type of a script, something to fall back on, because in that moment, it feels really hard. Sometimes it's giving them you as a fallback. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, if if you get in that situation, be like, mom said no. And that that is totally acceptable, you know? There's nothing wrong with mom and dad said I can't. Especially for a lot of years, in the early years, and that's a good thing for them. Right. I remember being really young and I was like fifth grade and had this friend and I watched this interaction. So I'm like 10 watching this interaction between this girl and her dad. And she was asking him about something that someone else wanted her to do mm. that was, you know, too mm. old for right. her, kind of a right. deal. And 
as a 10 year old, I can still, as a 41 year old, remember, I can see the whole scene and I realized she was begging for a boundary. Right. As right. a 10 year old, I knew what she was asking him for was just to say no for her. Yeah. But instead he said, whatever you want to do. She's 10. Right. She didn't know. Yeah. She didn't know what she wanted to do. Right. She was being pressured yep. to do something that was beyond yep. her. And I could tell as another kid, and I think sometimes as parents, we think what kids want mm. are no boundaries, but that's what leads to kids in the street and yes. kids eating candy for every meal and kids <laughs> right. never sleeping yes. and kids yeah. jumping on other kids' heads. It's, yes. like, it's like our, our kids have to have boundaries and rules um, until they understand the why behind those rules, yes. right? And they have to have them explained. Yes. That kind of old belief system of they should I obey said. without explanation. Right. Right. No, because there's no heart in that. Yeah. There, it's a growing explanation as they get older. This right. is why we do this. Yes. We want you to totally. understand the heart behind that. When they're two, that looks one way. Right. And then when they're 20, it looks another way. Yeah. But we want you to understand the heart behind these rules. Mm. They're here for your protection. Right. They're here to be your safeguard. Yeah. So you have those answers. Right. And the, so it's, it's coaching, right? And yes. I, I think about stories. I mean, just the other night, a couple of the kids were arguing and fighting over something ridiculous, right? And it always starts out as some ridiculous thing and then it just blows up and it, you know, it's the ping pong back and forth and then it just gets into all kinds mm -hmm. of things. And so we always go back and it's like, hey, here's a suggestion for what you could have said to diffuse that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it's like, oh yeah, I guess that would have been better, right? Yeah. And, and it's like, though they don't know. Right. Yes. And so this is parents, um, you know, is something we, we just, we have to think of it as coaching. And if you don't know what to do in the situation, then this is where, you know, we're always learning. Right. Yes. And so I, I would say, and I, I sometimes will write notes on my phone mm -hmm. and be like, I am going to go look up the scriptures for this topic. I'm going to go read about this thing because I want to know how to best coach them and lead mm -hmm. them. Right. So as parents, our takeaway from these situations are, Go study, right? Go learn. Go talk to people. Go read a book. Go listen to yes. a, a podcast, right? And and that is where you can, you know, improve and develop as a parent. Yes. Thanks for hanging out and spending time with our family today. We'd love to connect with you. If you would like to learn more about what we're about, visit us at onthedoorframes.com.